Welcome to A Champion's Mind with your host, Mario Aroyave. Some say the sky's the limit. It isn't. The limit is in your mind. You believe that or else you would not be listening to this podcast. You believe that you could do more. You believe that you can perform at a higher level than you currently are. You are absolutely right. Thanks for being open-minded and allowing this podcast to help you develop a champion's mind. In this podcast, we'll discuss and hear about some mental strategies we can implement to help you achieve your utmost performance. If you feel like you're not performing at your true potential, this podcast will look to give you the keys that can open that lock. Today, we're going to look at a issue where we talk about success versus the rewards of success. Now, I think that this is a big deal. I think it's a big idea. I think it would be a big mental shift, mindset shift for a lot of us. And if we can look and make this shift, I really think it will begin to bear fruit pretty quickly in your training and in your competitions. So we have two ideas here that we're going to pit against each other. We have success. And then on the other side, we have the rewards of success. And so we're going to look at both of these and we're going to see how having one mindset over the other is really going to allow you to get more out of your sport. It's going to allow you to get more enjoyment. It's going to allow you to be and participate and gather that enjoyment out of your sport for a longer period of time. I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag early. This is if we were to focus on success versus focusing on the rewards of success. People who focus on the rewards of success, generally they get burnt out, they get disappointed in their performance quicker, uh, and they don't last as long, or they just kind of go through the motions. Those people that are able to focus on success and all that that means, they gather great enjoyment from their sport, from their athletic endeavor. They, a lot of times, will surpass the person that focuses on the rewards in terms of pure performance and results that they're able to achieve, but let's not go too fast. I'll talk about that here in a second. So what is success? How do we define success? First, I'm going to talk about the way that society and our culture as a norm would define success, especially in the athletic arena. This is how success is defined. It's a result. You are successful if, and then you fill in the blank. If you're a basketball player, then you guys, your team, you guys won whatever tournament you guys are participating in. If you are a track athlete, then you you crossed the line, you ran, and in your particular event, you crossed the line first. If you're in a field event and you're a long jumper, then you jumped and your number was higher, you jumped farther than the other athlete. And so therefore, you you won, you won the competition. Those are just a couple of examples. I mean, we can go through every individual sport that we can talk of, team sport that we can talk about, and essentially the way that most people would measure success would be, well, did you win? Did you win? I have friends and in my teaching career, I would let my students know about the fact that I was a bike racer and I would say, guys, you know, I'm going to be out of town this weekend. I'm leaving after school today. I've got a race down in such and such a place. 
and they would get excited for me and they were like, oh great, well good luck. And then as soon as I came back on Monday, the few that would remember, because we know that you know high school kids have short memories, but the few that would remember that I was out of town uh, at a bike race, this is the first question that would come out of their mouths. Mr. Ariabe, did you win? And my answer a lot of times, unashamedly, was no, I didn't win. Then here was the next question out of their mouth. Did you get last? And my answer to that, unashamedly, was no, I did not get last. Although sometimes the answer was yes, I did get last. But you see how it's, if you're not first, you're last. That mentality. It's all about a result. They didn't ask me any other questions beyond that. I remember I had a race this past summer. It happened in August. My my students, when we came back to school or I was already in school, we had been in school for a couple of weeks and they asked me how the weekend went and they asked me those questions. They said, did you get first? And I said, no, I did not get first. And they said, did you get last? And I said, no, I did not get last. But I said, it was a great weekend. And they kind of, got curious and so we continued to discuss and they said how so said my teammate he won the competition for the entire weekend oh wow okay that that's pretty cool but there wasn't a sense of satisfaction full satisfaction for many of them many of them were looking out for me and what i did during that weekend my personal result they didn't see that probably because they don't understand cycling as much and I've tried to teach them a little bit about it, but they didn't see the nuance of the fact that I played a part in my teammate winning this entire competition, which is a pretty big deal. So I was satisfied with my performance. I said, guys, it was a great weekend. I was able to help my teammate win. And because of that, I can look at the weekend as a success. But again, there was a little bit of disconnect there because here's the deal. We've got to reprogram our minds. This is not just a cultural thing for Joe sitting on the couch watching sports on television. Even the athletes themselves that are performing that are in the trenches and responsible for these performances, even when we get caught up in this whole rewards of success mentality because it's rampant, because we believe and we've been programmed to believe that Achieving results is the way that you get noticed by scouts to go on to the professional ranks or by prospective sponsors in order to start making some sponsorship money or what have you. That's just how we've been programmed. If you don't achieve a result, if you don't gain any kind of a reward, then you're just going to kind of disappear into oblivion and never be noticed by anybody. Think about that. It's a pressure cooker. You're always, your neck is always on the line. You've got to perform. You've got to earn a result. You've got to walk away and have something to show somebody, and a lot of times that somebody is yourself, that you're actually valuable, that you actually are good and talented and skilled at whatever sport it is that you participate in. And that's so dangerous because here's what happens. After a little bit of being in that pressure cooker, If you're achieving the results, then you would think, well, all would be well. Sure, except for the fact that right around the corner, there's another competition and you've got to keep this thing up. You've got to keep this train rolling. And it's so difficult to do because we know that in sports, it doesn't always go the way that we planned. And so your one or two results 
bad results away from just getting down on yourself because of the fact that you were achieving results before, you were getting these rewards before, but now you're no longer getting them and now woe is me and maybe I'm not really good at this. Maybe those past performances, maybe I just got lucky. Maybe the ball just bounced my way. On the other side of this pressure cooker is if you're not achieving these results. So you have the mentality that you've got to come out with something. You've got to come out with some kind of a result. But competition after competition, it is not happening. So now the pressure mounts and rises because you have nothing to show. You're not coming home with anything. Somebody asks you how it went. Did you win? And you say no, and you hang your head in shame. And so this mentality is really dangerous. We've got to shift. We've got to buck back at what culture looks at as being successful. And quite frankly, we have to look at the athletes that are achieving the results. Now, I know that that sounds ironic, but if you look at the athletes that are quote unquote winning, achieving results, they're professionals, they're competing at the highest level in whatever sport it is that you participate in. If you look at them, we'll learn something. They're not about the rewards of success. They're not about result hunting. They have a definition of success that is different than what 99.99999 keep going percent of the population would look at. You see, professional athletes are rare, but there's a reason for it. They are looking at success versus rewards of success. And they're saying, I'm going with my definition of success. They know that if they apply that definition that, you know what, if I'm patient, the rewards of success, the results, they will come in time. And if they're not coming right now, I'm okay with that because I know that my time's coming. And if they are coming right now, then I know that right around the corner, I could go into a drought and there could be a dry spell here where the results aren't coming in. But that's okay, and I'm not going to let that affect me either. How do they define success? It's simple, guys. Here's how they define success. Am I doing everything possible in order to put myself in the position to achieve those rewards or results of success? That's it. It's literally that simple. If I had to give you one word, and I'll say this word a lot during our podcast, you'll hear it a lot during the interviews, process. Process. Process said it three times for emphasis. It's a process. Process means it's ongoing. That means it, it doesn't end. It, you continue to refine this process and get better at it. But that's all that it is. Are you doing the things necessary in your particular sport to be able to achieve and to be able to earn these rewards and results? And if you can answer yes to that, then you need to consider yourself successful, regardless of where you finished, regardless of how many shots you missed, regardless of how many times you struck out at the plate in a particular game. It doesn't matter if you are doing these things consistently that are going to, at some point, get you that reward or help you achieve that result, then you need to be okay with that. 
And I know that's a really tough pill to swallow because you know what, especially now with technology and smartphones and the internet and everything, and the fact that information is so readily available to us, here's what we've lost. We've completely lost the ability to be patient. We're not a patient society anymore. We want everything right now. You know, my phone, I sit there and my phone after a year and a half, two years, it is so slow that I'm sitting there going, I need a new phone. This thing's not pulling up web pages fast enough. My apps don't open fast enough. I mean, I want to be running 150 miles an hour. I don't have patience. When we look at our athletic endeavors and we look at, you know, our development as athletes, we want the development to happen overnight. We want it to be so quick and we want it to just land in our hands. I mean, come on, you know, I've worked hard for, you know, six months for this season. I've worked hard for a year. I mean, where are the results? When, when's it going to start showing up? I mean, I've, I've paid my dues. And the fact of the matter is, if you look at people that are successful using the definition of society, which means they're getting the results and they're earning the rewards. If you look at them, it didn't happen so quick for them, for a lot of them. They had to be really, really patient. But here's the thing. They were willing to do that. And the reason why they were willing to do that was because their focal point, their end goal was not the results and the rewards. Their end goal was, am I doing everything today that I need to be doing in order to be successful, in order to earn those rewards and results? And that's it. So no, they didn't sit around. They weren't lazy. They were proactive in doing this. But then they put the blinders on and said, if I just keep doing me, at some point, this is going to happen for me. And I need to trust that. Even in the darkest moments, when, no, when I feel like nothing is happening, I need to trust that. Because lo and behold, little do you know, all of a sudden, and you hear it all the time in, in sports, you hear it all the time in news stories, right? This, this one player, all of a sudden, starting quarterback gets injured, backup quarterback comes in, boom, they have a fantastic game. And from then on, folks, that, that person, I mean, they're, they're, they're a superstar. They, they, were, they had an opportunity that came and all of a sudden they were able to capitalize on that particular opportunity and the rest is history. Well, that athlete continued to do the things they needed to do to be successful, even though they probably could not ever foresee this particular quarterback ever getting hurt. I mean, you know, the quarterback before them always going to have the starting job until they choose to retire. Oh, they got injured. So now all of a sudden that timetable has moved up. Well, am I, you know, backup quarterbacks thinking, am I ready or am I not ready to go ahead and take on this starting role? Well, let me think about that for a second. And again, I'm playing, I'm playing second string quarterback here uh, mentally and walking you through that. Second string quarterback says, here's the deal. In practice, I've been doing everything that I need to. I've been watching film. I've been resting and eating well. I've been treating myself as if I am the starting quarterback. And I've been waiting for this moment for a really long time. And I've been patient. So now it's go time. The process, I've been following that process. I've been faithful to that process. And now it's time. Let's see what happens. And sometimes it's a Cinderella story. Sometimes that starting quarterback, they go out there and they just perform like it's nobody's business and all of a sudden they are on the map. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they do take their licks and get bumped around a little bit and their performance isn't necessarily what they maybe had envisioned it to be. But again, Follow a lot of these stories. And I know I'm being vague here, but you know, if you want, do some of your own research and just research people coming up and athletes coming up and what they've had to go through. Just because they had one bad game doesn't necessarily mean that they hung it up. 
I was listening to, I'm, I'm into Audible now, so I'm listening to audiobooks while I train myself because it's just a fantastic way to, to use my time and utilize my time. But I was listening to Failing Forward by John Maxwell. Great, great read, by the way, or listen if you do audiobooks. I recommend it. But he talked about the fact that Hank Aaron went 0 for 5 in his, fir- in his major league debut. 0 for 5. Now, we all know Hank Aaron. There's no debating that. If you know anything about baseball, you know who that is. There was another player making his debut on the opposing team. He went four for five. And in the audio, you know, in the book, they mention his name. But again, look at what happened there. Hank Aaron goes 0 for 5, but he's patient. Process. He knows he's pro- he, he probably knew he was going to be a decent hitter. I mean, I, I can hit a baseball, no problem. I mean, 0 for 5 doesn't necessarily label me. That performance doesn't label me as a person. And that's another thing, folks. That's another thing that success versus rewards of success will do. If you're focused on the rewards of success or results, then you will allow your results and your rewards to define you, which is another trap. Because if you performed poorly in your previous game or competition, guess what you're going to have the tendency to do? You're going to have the tendency to bring that same poor performance into your next competition because that's who you feel that you are as a person and an athlete. And so now you're setting yourself up already before the competition even begins. You're setting yourself up to not be as successful as you possibly could be because you have these lingering thoughts about that last performance and how that somehow was a picture of who you are as an athlete. On the other side, the person who defines success as a process, they under, you know what they understand? And this is twisted to think this way, but they understand, hey, you know what? That failure, that poor performance, that was part of the process. That was part of me becoming a professional athlete in the area of whatever, and you insert your sport. That was part of me reaching the highest level or being first team in high school. It was part of the process. That was a step that needed to be taken. Was it a step backwards? To the culture, it could be. To society, sure. I mean, if you fail and you don't achieve a result, then you better believe it's a step backwards. We're looking at you going, hey, what's your problem? What's your deal? To me, as an athlete that defines success differently, on the surface, it looks like a step backwards. But let me tell you something. It actually was part of what's going to propel me to continue to move forward. Again, I reference the book. John Maxwell titles it pretty well, Failing Forward. So I just want to challenge you. I know that a lot of us out there, we struggle with this and we will go back and forth because it's just a natural human tendency. But here's my challenge for you that you would look at and focus on success versus the rewards of success more consistently. And at first, it's going to be something that's tough. You're not just going to be able to flip it on like a light switch and all of a sudden go, oh, yes, I am all in. I'm always thinking success in terms of a process. It's going to be slow. You may have a couple of thoughts here. Do some intentional exercises where you think about what is the process. See, that's another thing. A lot of us don't even know what the process is. You you have no idea. We don't have an idea of what it is. We just see the end goal of I want to achieve X. But when I ask you how you get there, we don't really have the answers. So start there. Put the plan together. Put the process together. 
put it in steps. And you may not have all the steps, but get what you got. But here's the thing. Give intentional time to doing this. Sit down and and give yourself some time, quiet place, and and write it down. And little by little, you'll see this develop and and you'll see it come to fruition. But we want to get more consistent. You're going to want to go back to the results and rewards mentality and mindset. When you do, redirect yourself back and say, Case, I'd say, Mario, no, that that race you had where you you got dropped, that doesn't define you. Right? Continue going to work. Continue to do the right things. I actually have a blog post up on my website that talks about that. That I go into the fact that I had a terrible weekend racing, but then I back that up with one of the best weeks of training that I have ever had over my spring break. If you're interested in that, jump over to my website, achampionsmind.net, and you can read that. But let's be consistent. Let's be more consistent. Let's be more consistent with looking at success and chasing after that, the process, and let's be less focused on the rewards and the results of success. Now notice, I'm not unlinking rewards from success. Eventually, if you do the right things, you're going to get the rewards and the results. So I'm not saying that they're altogether unlinked because they're not. You need to have an end destination because it will help you put together that process. See, if somebody just wants to have a goal to hit 250 for the year, then that's okay. What is their process going to look like versus an athlete that has the goal to hit 500 for the year? What does their process look like? Both of those may look different. Tailoring the process to you depends on what you have as that reward or that result. But not obsessing over the reward or the result. Just knowing that what you've put down as your end marker, that all of the steps in the process eventually lead up to the doorstep and then you get there. Now when you get there, you write out another reward or result and you line up the process to get to that. And you continue to do that. And you continue to get better. And you continue to achieve your goals. And you continue, here's the best part about it, you continue to enjoy the pursuit of your goals. Enjoy the pursuit of your goals. You don't get burnt out. You don't get frustrated and upset. You don't start not liking what you're doing. And therefore, you start missing practices or you start cutting out drills or what have you. You enjoy it. And when you enjoy it and you're free, that is when you actually perform at your best. I'd love to hear your thoughts about this podcast. If you guys would like to drop some comments or anything like that, if you'd like to send me an email at complete.athlete2 at gmail.com, I would love to hear that. A lot of us struggle with this, but... Let's go ahead and get some community going. And if we can talk about this and bounce some ideas back and forth, I think it will benefit all of us. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time. Thanks for listening to A Champion's Mind. As you continue to implement the content discussed here, you'll move closer and closer to performing at your utmost potential. Keep challenging yourself and don't settle until you achieve your goals. 
If you can't wait until the next episode to do some more work on your mental game, head over to utmostperformance.org where you can find some more content to consume. You can also like our Facebook page, Utmost Performance. We sincerely value your support as we continue to partner together to help you perform at your utmost.